0: Hello friends, this is evangelist Scott Pauley. I'm so happy that you are joining our broadcast today. Several years ago, when we first began the Enjoying the Journey broadcast, we started with my favorite book of the Bible. I've adopted it really as my life's study on the book of Philippians. And the theme, of course, of that great book is the joy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Truly, it is the, the Bible treatise on what it means to enjoy the journey now we're thrilled to share this anniversary series with you again in the hopes that God will use it in your life to help you learn to enjoy the Lord Jesus Christ at whatever stage you happen to be on on life's journey. I trust that these studies from the Word of God today will refresh your spirit and renew your strength for the days ahead. God bless you as you listen. When you pray definite prayers, you can expect definite answers. And that's one of the things I'm learning from Paul's prayer list in Philippians chapter 1. He's not praying just generic things or general prayers. No, he's getting down to the heart of the matter. We've learned already two prayer requests of the Apostle Paul for the believers in Philippi. The first is in verse 9 where it says, In this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. It's a prayer for inward growth. And then verse 10, that you may approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. This is a prayer for outward growth. And now we come to the great climax in verse 11. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. This, my friend, is a prayer for upward growth in two ways. One, he uses the word fruits. I'm envisioning now looking at a, a garden. It's wonderful to see the new life as it begins to break through the soil, but it's even more wonderful to look out and see the plants fully grown and bearing fruit. They're growing upward. They're maturing. And then we go even higher than that. Notice how the verse ends, under the glory and praise of God. You know, prayer begins with God and it ends with God. It's really not about us at all. It's all about the Lord. Someone has aptly said that prayer is not me getting my will done in heaven. Rather, it's getting God's will done on earth. It's all about God. Mr. Spurgeon used to say that the prayers that God answers are the ones that begin with Him. You remember, the Lord Jesus taught His disciples to pray. And He said, After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. As in heaven, so in earth. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Notice that the prayer begins with God's glory and it ends ultimately in God's glory. We're praying Not for something to come to us, but rather for something to go to Him, and that is all glory to the Lord. In a very real sense, all prayers end at the nail-pierced feet of Jesus Christ. All prayers lead to the throne of God for God to get the glory. And so look at the prayer request in verse number 11 that he prays. He prays that they will be filled with the fruits of righteousness. Now, fruit is an interesting thing. You can't produce fruit. You can only bear fruit. God produces it. As a matter of fact, you can't produce your own righteousness. You can only bear His righteousness. Listen to it again. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness. He's praying that they will so yield their life to the Lord that God is able to do in them and through them everything He wants to do. I believe there's a great principle here. So often when we're praying for those we love, we're praying for what we want. We're praying for them to straighten up and do right and do what we think should be done. When in reality, we should be praying, O Lord, work so deeply in them that Your will will be accomplished. Do you remember the Lord Jesus and His prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane when He prayed, O my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, Not my will, but thine be done. This is what true prayer says. Prayer is a declaration of our dependence on God. Prayer is our statement of surrender. Lord, we don't know what we even need to ask for, but we want your perfect will to be done. And Paul prayed that they would be filled. I love that word. It takes you back to the word abound in verse 9 and to the phrase more and more in verse 9. In other words, this is growth, and it's upward growth. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ. The fruit is His character, His nature, His power, His beauty. It's all Christ. It's not us. And then notice how the verse ends, unto the glory and praise of God. You know when you walk through a beautiful garden that's been tended and cared for perfectly, When you see the plants flowering and the trees straight, you don't say, wow, look what that tree has done or look what that flower has done. No, instead, you say, who's the gardener? Who planted this garden? Who tends this garden? Who cares for these plants? All glory goes to the gardener. Can I tell you, when people walk through our lives, when they come in contact with us, when they observe any good thing in us, It should remind them not of us, but of Jesus. Friend, if there's any good thing in any of our lives, it's not us. It's all God. All of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. The only good thing in my life is Jesus. And when people walk through the garden of your life, all glory should go to the gardener under the glory and praise of God. I believe that is exactly what the Lord Jesus meant in John chapter 15 teaching His disciples, interestingly enough, in a garden, looking at vines and looking at branches, when He said to His disciples these words, in verse 7, If ye abide in Me and My words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Remember the joy of prayer? And listen to verse 8, Herein is My Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be My disciples. You see, the Lord Jesus' desire is to produce His fruit in our lives so that when people observe it, the Father, the gardener, the one who planted and tends and cares for our life, gets all the glory. And friends, this is the secret to true joy. As a matter of fact, in the same chapter in John 15, verse 11, Jesus said, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. Pray today for inward growth, for outward growth, for upward growth. And as you do, Jesus will make His joy a living reality in your life. Oh, may God help you today to enjoy the journey. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. We are grateful you've joined us for this study today. If you love the book of Philippians, be sure to visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, and download the audiobook of Philippians. Scott also has a full sermon series through Philippians that we believe will be an encouragement to you as well. And until next time, may the joy of Jesus help you enjoy the journey.